0: Hey guys, welcome to Shino's Arsenal. My name is Jessica and I'm your host and you can follow me on Twitter at It's On today's show, we're going to be talking about all of the great and wonderful transfer news that has come out. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of it, obviously, as soon as the season is getting towards the towards the end. Uh, we're being linked with anybody and everybody, and um, yeah, so we're going to talk about um, the rumors that are coming out. Um, if you guys are watching right now, uh, let me know where you're watching it from. Say hello, good morning, good afternoon, all those good things. Today we're going to be talking about Joaquin Anderson from Lyon. He's on loan at Fulham. They just got relegated yesterday, so he'll be going back to Lyon. So he's somebody that we're being linked with, as well as Musa Dembele, also a player from Lyon that um, is at, on loan at Atletico Madrid, who is a striker, and Ryan Bertrand on a free. Um, I don't really think that, that that's, you know, that um, surprising that we would be linked with him, but there's that as well. And um, there's also news that Richard Garlick, our new um, director of football operations, I think that's what his title is, is going to be starting on Monday. And um, I guess that means that the transfer business is going to be starting as soon as possible, which is what I hope happens. Richard Garlic is supposed to be coming in to help us with the contract situations. And if you've been an Arsenal fan for any length of time, you know that um, that we have had some issues with contracts over the years Um We have written contracts that are too long or don't protect us um, in the long run. And so I'm hoping that this is somebody who can come in and write good contracts. Hasfami, I guess, left the club or was relieved of his duties a little bit after Raul left. So um, hopefully this is a new era of contracts being written that actually protect us. So for me, I'm happy that the guy is coming on Monday because, I mean, although we do have games and Every game for Arsenal is important, regardless if we're fighting for anything really or not. Um, This would be a good time to get him in and start uh, writing contracts and and helping us with our transfers. Um, I think the key difference between Richard Garlick and Adu is that he's not coming in above Adu. He's not coming in to um, look for transfers or to to help Adu figure out what our style of play is going to be, identify talent that's not really gonna be his job. He's coming in for contracts, you know, to write them. So it, you know, if if that was something that maybe you're confused over, I know a lot of people were confused about it from the beginning. Like, is he coming in over a you do? No, know, he's basically just the new contracts guy. He is taking over for Fami. So that's that. So let's start off with Joaquim Anderson. This is somebody who we were linked with. Um, we've been linked with him before but we were linked with him a couple of weeks ago and now we're being strongly linked to him now there are rumors that we have contacted leon to ask them about like what it would take to get him to come to the emirates um he's a right-sided center back uh which is a it's it's a position that we need to address but there's multiple ways that we can address it that don't necessarily mean that we have to go out in the transfer window. I think that the news of Saliba coming back in is good news. uh, But I think that the idea that he's going to come in and start right away is a little bit unlikely in my opinion. So I'm not surprised that we are looking at somebody outside of what we already have at the club. And there are rumors that David Louise is, is talking to clubs in Serie A and in in different leagues, and he's probably on his way out. So if he is, and he's not going to sign a new deal or a year long extension or whatever, then we would probably be looking to bring somebody in. Joaquin Anderson is somebody to me that I feel like for the majority of the Arsenal fan base is not going to get them out of their seats. You know, um, he's not somebody that um, has the type of clout Or the type of name that you're going to be like instantly like excited about, especially because we're so excited about Saliba that whoever comes in needs to be a little bit more exciting than him. Um, He was a part of this Fulham team that has recently been relegated. They're relegated since yesterday. And um, but to my knowledge and from what I've watched of him, he's actually played well for them. Um, Their issue is not keeping goals out, it's, uh, scoring goals. So that's, that's an important that, you know, you don't just kind of attach a player to what the team is doing. Yeah. They're a relegation side, but if, if we, if your whole argument against him is the fact that they got relegated yesterday, to me, that's just, that doesn't really make sense because then why would Liverpool go get, um, Um, Wijnaldum or um, Andy Robertson they were both on like relegation sides before Liverpool picked them up so a player is not just as good as the results of the team that he plays for it's a team game and he's he's been good for them Um, he is linked with other big teams as well so this is one of those situations where I can totally see him going somewhere else playing well and then the Arsenal fan base saying like well why didn't we get him now, how much better is he than holding? I think that's the question, you know, because if he's not way better than holding, then why bring him in? The key difference between him and holding for me is that he has, he can play football. The guy can actually pass and has a really good long switch on on him in his in his locker. One of the things that we know that, uh, Arteta really likes about David Luiz is the fact that his distribution is very, very good. And he has a different different range of passing that we don't have in the squad currently. And what I've seen from, from Anderson is that he does have the ability to switch the ball from one side of the pitch to the other to your left back or your left wing. For us, he'd probably be switching the ball to Tierney or whoever's playing on the left wing. And that's what Arteta really wants. He spoke about in the past that the, the long range passing ability of Virgil van Dyke was something that was really dangerous for Liverpool. So I think that that's something that he really appreciates in a center back is having that long range passing. We don't have that Anderson has it. So he's not quick. I know that that's something that Arsenal fans are afraid of is having somebody back there. That's not quick. Um, and Saliba is faster than him. And he's, he, he's kind of like Louise in that way where he's not very quick. His positioning is okay, but once he's beat, he's beat. So that's something to look out for. But the, the one thing is that if you have good, a good partnership between him and like another center back, that's quicker, you should be okay. And I think if our right, our right back is quicker and we have a better CDM, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think the, the, our center backs being exposed has a lot to do with the people that are around them. We don't usually get exposed off of the left. We get exposed off of the right a lot. That's because our right-sided center back is never really protected by our right back. And we also don't have a midfielder that can kind of cover a lot of space. That's really our issue. So for me, it's just, I know that it's not going to get you off your seat. It's not exciting because it's not a big name, but like what big name center backs do you think we can attract at the moment without European football. And for me, I like players that are more in the range of like Tierney and Gabrielle that are going to be around 25 million. That's the price that's being quoted for Joaquin Anderson. And that is for me within Arsenal's range. And he has something to play for. A lot of times we have to look at the state of their career, where they're at and have they had a big contract before do they need to be working to get into their national team? You know, are they going to be working for another contract? You know, things like that. And we often sign players that have already had the big contract. They've won things at other clubs and then they come to us and then they're like, well, this co- this team is not competitive. So why even play hard? I think he's like 24, 25 years old. So that's the age range that we're really looking for. I apologize for my dog. I know she's going crazy. It's just par for the course at this time in the morning. So for me, I don't think... I don't think it's a bad option. I really, really don't. I think him and Gabrielle might have good chemistry together because he's, if you watch him play, he's very similar to Louise. Obviously, he's not Louise because Louise is Louise, but they have similar qualities, and Arteta really likes David Louise. So I'm not surprised that we're linked with this guy. Um, Aaron says that Anderson is a squad player at best. Wouldn't be first choice. Good option though. Not quite sure. Um, I think Holding is a squad player. I think he's better than holding, but um I think there's just, if you guys can name center backs that you guys think are better than Anderson that we could actually attract, not having European football that are available, like realistic, that are not gonna cost us 60 to 80 million, let me know who those people are. Um, Jim Housen says the Wenger era team was made of players not many people heard of or fancy. That is very true. For me, I'm not really looking... For names, that's not important to me. I'm looking for profile. So if the profile is right and the price is right, then that's what we should be looking for. And for me, Arteta at some point needs to prove that he is kind of the type of um, manager that can get the most out of players that maybe aren't elite. That's probably what he's only really worked with. So um, he's going to have to work with some resources that aren't um, world-class like the ones that he's had at City. Here's Kamara from Marseille. This is a player that he's very similar to me as um, uh, like Chambers in a way where he doesn't really have a position. He plays CDM. He can play right back or center back. And um, I don't really like players that aren't specialized in a specific position. I think I like my center backs to be center backs, and I like my midfielders to be midfielders. I think he's good, but he's also short, uh, shorter. And Joaquin Anderson is at least um, 6'3". So that's something to keep in mind. Good player, not necessarily sure that that's what I would go for for a center back pairing with, with Gabrielle, but that's a good show. Yo Yo says Will Arteta be prepared to let go of several of his lieutenants this summer, like holding Louise, Hecky B, and Laka? So that's a really good question. Um, who's going to leave? Because at the same time, You know, if we're outside of European competition, like, let's be real. We only really need, like, four center backs. We need two that start and two that are behind. So, for me, um, that would mean that holding would go. And I know he signed a new contract, but sometimes that's just to keep the value of the player. Uh, So, and Arteta played him enough where enough teams will have been able to see him. So, you know, maybe he'll go you know, there's a chance that he may go, you know. Um, and if you were to bring in somebody like Ryan Bertrand, who we'll talk about in a little bit, that would get you back up to maybe the numbers for homegrown that you need. So I get the whole, I hear the Kamara thing. I think that he's more of a DM, that's just me. And I think in terms of like names and are they good enough, it's up to the manager to get the most out of the, the, the players that he has. And um, I think he's good enough to, I think he would make us better, but, yeah, it would be about getting the most out of these players. Like, at some point, it needs to be about Arteta coaching these players up. Uh, Sean says it's a really good point that Leicester City has shown star names aren't the only way to build competitive teams. And the funny thing, Sean, is that Arson actually showed us that, that we've had for years, we had players that we never heard of that came in, and it's about the coaching and the, having the right profile. So um, I actually wouldn't be against this signing. I know it's, again – not gonna get us off our seats. It's not like Varon or something like that. But hey, I think he's better from what I've seen than Rob Holding and he would be somebody good to play in front of Saliba. Uh, and they could kind of split that um, right side center back role. So you guys can let me know how you guys feel about um, Joaquim Anderson in the comment section. So next let's talk about Moussa Dembele not Dembele um, from Barcelona, Dembele from Lyon. He is a striker that he, last season, he was splitting time with Depay. This season, he left to go to Atletico to, I guess, to get more playing time. That it's not really happened that way. Um, they obviously have Suarez and he's like their, their main guy. And he only has like one goal this season, which is a little shocking, but he's been pretty consistent in his the years prior, I think he was about a fifteen a goal a uh, fifteen goals per season type of striker at Lyon, and then he was like killing it at Celtic before. Obviously, the levels in those leagues are different, so you have to take that in consideration. I think he's closer to a Lacazette than an Abamie, so um, but he's also more mobile, faster, stronger, and can hold the ball up. That's one of his um, key strengths: is holding the ball up. He can beat a man, he's quick, but I, he's definitely not a striker, in my opinion, that's going to get you 30 goals a season. That being said, um, you don't need a, a striker to score 30 goals a season if you're sharing the goals around, which I think is the direction in which we need to go in. He's another one that would cost about $25 million, so that's kind of like in the range that I think we'd be looking in. Um, good 24 years old, I believe he is at, at, at the moment. Let me look that up. Let me make sure I get that right. 24. Uh, you know, I've been kind of banging on about this for the next uh for the last couple of weeks that we need to surround the Sackas and the Millsmith Rose and, and those players with players that are not too old, not in their 30s, but are in that 24-ish, 25-ish range. He's six, he's about six foot tall. Very physical presence. I think I said I saw that somebody put that in the comment section. That is true. Physical presence in the box is something that we just don't have. And uh, yeah, he's 24 years old French um, player. So for me, you know, uh, I I think that would be a good uh, Lacazette replacement if we're actually looking for strikers. Uh, if you bring in somebody like Dembele and, our, and Aubameyang is still here, I think that leaves Balogun in a position to maybe get a loan, which I'm not I'm not against. you know, um, I'm not against uh, Balogun going out on loan. I know that might be like, well, why have him if you're going to have him on loan? Uh, because he needs to go out and play first-team football, and he's not going to play a lot of it without us having Europa League. Um, so maybe he does need to go out on a loan so that he can be better um for us in the future but um i i like the player i think he's good um i'm not sure if that's a like a need position but i think what we can see is that even though we may not feel like right-sided center back and striker are important positions for us as arsenal fans arteta has been very reluctant to really lean into any of the choices that we have in those positions uh, especially striker uh, I think he likes qualities from Abamiang, likes things that Lacazette does, but neither of them are really like a perfect fit. And maybe Dembele is that. Um, I thought Arteta would maybe want somebody a little bit more like a Depay that can play like a, a like a false nine. But um, it doesn't really seem like that's the direction if, if the Dembele rumor is true that that's what he's going for because Dembele is not like a false nine type of player. I think he's... He's just a, a just an all around kind of like more of like an all around nine, you know, um, and that is something that we need. So um, I'm not sure if it's if it's concrete, but it's somebody we're being linked with very heavily at the moment. And I think I'm not surprised that we're linked with a lot of players from the French league because you know they they're having issues uh, financially. So yeah, um, I'm seeing Alexander Isak or Isak is better than Dumbale. Um, I think they both have good qualities and things that they need to improve on. Isak is is a good player, young as well. Um, so, I mean, if we were linked with him, I wouldn't be upset. Arteta's um, crosses wouldn't frighten Dracula. <laughs> um, Jess, or Alexander G says, Jess, red flag that Dembele couldn't cut it at Atletico. I mean, it... it, it he sometimes loans just don't work out i mean i wouldn't take like a year at atletico um and you know when you're trying to fight for a position with um suarez as something so um i don't know i think i think that'd be a little harsh to just say say that he could he can't cut it at arsenal because he couldn't cut it at atletico maybe it just wasn't a good fit Um, I was a little shocked that he went to begin with, um, knowing that he was looking for playing time, but Hey, it is something to look at, but it wouldn't make me like completely be like, okay, no, I wouldn't take him. Um, Aaron says, Ivan, Tony and Ollie Watkins are good options. I like Ivan, Tony. I think he has an edge that we don't really have in our team. He's a hard worker and he has like 40 goals or something this season, in the, um, the championship. If you took, um, half of those away, he'd still have more goals than anybody in, um, in our team. So, um, I like Ivan Tony. I'm just not sure if he's somebody that Arteta would like Ollie Watkins, really good player. Um, I think he's, he's really adapted to the Premier League pretty seamlessly, um, getting looks for the England squad. Um, So both of those would be decent options, but I think we're going to go for somebody that's a little bit like they would be outside of the league or, you know, I'm not really sure, but I don't think Ollie Watkins is really attainable for us at the moment. Um, I think he's loving it at Aston Villa. I don't think he'd want to come to us, not because we're not a good club or whatever. He's actually an Arsenal fan, but because he kind of fits there. That makes sense. Right. Right. Uh, Smith Rowe improved a lot out on loan. Great option for Balogun. If we bring in a striker, I think Balogun will go out on loan because I think there'll be even limited time for Martinelli, uh, depending on what happens with the the left sided um, the left forward situation. So uh, I think Balogun would go out on loan. Okay, I'll stop mentioning the false nine roll. I will. I'll stop. I, I promise. Um, so yeah. So that's that's Dembélé. I can tell from the comment section that he's getting mixed reviews, which makes sense. You know, not every single player is going to be a home run with the fan base, especially because I think we're looking for something to get us off of our seats. But, um, you know, it's just a rumor and it may or may not come come to fruition. But I'm just going to give you guys the news that's coming out. So last but not least for the rumors that I've seen today is Ryan Bertrand, which is really not surprising considering he's free. (laughs) he's free and we need a left back cover Um, out of all of the positions that we need to strengthen. I think left back might be um, one of the highest because Tierney is so important to us and we need to be able to rest him. We, and we need to make sure that, because look at like just looking at the way that our season deteriorated when we had, um, when we were playing really well up into really well, better than we had been prior to December. And then once Tierney got hurt, everything kind of just deteriorated because a lot of what we do revolves around Tierney and his ability to get up the left-hand side and kind of manage that left-hand side all on his own. He's one of our biggest chance creators. He's one of our only uh, players that can put in quality crosses into the box and um, not having him really hurt us a lot going into the end of the season so if we have somebody that can deputize for him really would really help us um Cedric tried but he's so right-footed not his fault at all but he's so right-footed that it really didn't help us out um Granite Xhaka being put there is just a completely different system he plays more like a center back and again Tierney was basically going up and back doggies every game. So I think if Bertrand comes, you know, we've talked about this before. I know it, it just is what it is, isn't it? You know, we haven't really developed anything in our academy to really step in there. I know, that people are talking about Joao Lopez. I'm not sure if he's ready to step into the first team. And like, let's say Tierney got injured within the first couple of games of the season. Would you really want to have like an 18-year-old deputizing there for him? Not sure. So I think he's Premier League proven. Bertrand is he's on a free. He would help with our homegrown numbers, and he's a just a very obvious <laughs> choice there. So um and again, probably not that exciting, but getting left back cover is really important. So um, not surprised, not surprised. You know, um, let's see what you guys are saying. Yo-Yo asked, does Arteta have a preferred system in order to purchase the correct player profiles? I mean, I think he has one in his head. Um, I think he's to uh, he's he's we've done best in a four, two, three, one. Uh, I think that's the system that he feels most comfortable in. And I think that's the system that our players feel most comfortable in. So I think that's the system that we're going to be playing. Um, I think he switched it around and started to tinker as soon as Tyranny got injured. That's when he really started messing things around. And um, if we get a good left back cover, then we don't have to do that and we can just continue playing the way that we play all the time. Yeah. Um, so I want to believe that he has a preferred system. Yo, yo, I really do. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Cedric was on a free and William was on a free as well. I think we can say definitively that William hasn't worked, but I think Cedric is actually fine. I think he's been used in a position that just doesn't work. That You have to be a very, very elite level fullback to play on both sides if you are primarily one-footed um Cancelo did it for a certain amount of time and then it didn't work after a while so Cedric for me is not a bad signing he came in and he was injured that's not his problem that's the that's the the club's issue so for me Cedric I wouldn't put him in the bin of like oh my gosh that was such a big mistake uh Willian is a problem um Cedric is not for for me personally um I see a lot of things about people. Um, Arteta doesn't know how he wants to play. Um, I think Arteta does know how he wants to play. He just didn't have the players to, to play that way. I think he showed at the beginning of the season that he was willing to switch to a system that didn't really suit the majority of the players because that's the way that he wants to play. It was when Tierney got injured where he started to really tinker. I have a, I don't think he wants to play a Smith row at false night. I don't think he wants to have a Xhaka like left back. I think those are things that happen because of the players that were missing so i would say that he does know how he wants to play but he just when things didn't go as planned he didn't have a plan b one of the things that i i think arteta needs to get better at is one he needs to establish his 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 system stick with it uh get like for like replacements so that when those players are missing you can continue to play it but if for some reason we can't play that way, he needs a backup plan and that's gonna take time. Deb says, Bertrand is, a, is fine as a backup option. I, I believe so as well. Um, I was a little hard on him earlier um, because I just don't like the old guy free option. Um, I'd prefer somebody younger, but beggars can't be choosers. And so if, if that's what we have to do, just get it done. Let's get it done and move on, you know, because we need we have bigger fish to fry this summer, to be honest. AK says, Bertrand, welcome to Arsenal, your new retirement home. Another awful addition. Adu should leave his talent ID is poor. Um, hey, I mean, I can understand why people are not excited about Bertrand. Um, free signing, older, yeah. But um, when I watched, I tried to watch some some like old clips of him to see. And he does, he would, um, he would double as Tierney better than the players that we have now, which is important. You know, we need somebody that plays similarly to Tierney and he's not Tierney. I get that. He's not up to his level, but I don't think it would drop off the way it does when we have Cedric there or Xhaka. Um, Let's see. Fidel says, if KT stays fit and we sign a top class right back, things will instantly improve, I think. I mean, I think that's what we need to hope, right? That if we bring in the left back cover and Tierney can stay fit and we can rotate him a little bit more and we bring in a high quality right back and we can solidify that right side and center back, then we won't have as much chopping and changing and we could just kind of move on and, and solidify that back line. But um, just before... We kind of um, I want to do some questions in a little bit, but I just wanted to ask you guys a question because I think it's it's interesting. You know, uh, Pepe played really. I think he's been better. And I think he he has these moments of brilliance and he's clearly really a talented guy. But, you know, the seventy two million dollar price tag just continuously comes up. And I don't think his he's been one of our best players, but that doesn't really say much because our team has been poor this season. And um, my question to you guys is: Do you think if if, a, if an offer came in for Pepe that was forty million dollar offer, would you take it? You know, um, they were talking about that on Arsenal Vision. Um, if you're not a patron for Arsenal Vision, you should be. I am, and I really enjoy the content there. Obviously, love the guys; think they create the best stuff ever. And on, but on the regular podcast, they they ask the question: If an offer of forty million 40 million came in for Nicola Pepe. Would you take it? Um, let me know in, in the chat box. Would you, would you take it and and why you would or, or would not? I think it's really interesting because he's been better, but it's like, he's been better than the low that he was at, but still not close to the $72 million player that we felt like we were getting. So yeah, um, I mean 40 million, could you really say no to that? Let's be real. Like that could get us like Basuma, somebody that we really need, Awa, something like that. So, I think I'm leaning towards I would take it, but then at the same time, do I trust Adu and them to use that money correctly? Like are we going to end up with Awa or Basuma or are we going to end up with some other person that we that's not good? You know, so you guys let me know in the chat box if you would um, if you would take a 40 million dollar offer right now for for Pepe. Abdallah says big up to you, Jess. Hey, um, one of the only Arsenal fans man's got time for. Thank you. And um, do I think that we're going to beat Chelsea or you guys are going to beat us? I mean, you guys should beat us. Um, I don't really think the onus is on us to beat you. I think you guys need to beat us because don't you guys need to be in Champions League? I mean, if you guys win the Champions League, you'll be in it anyway. But um, it's up to you guys to 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 make sure that you solidify that Champions League spot. So um, I don't really think it's a matter of are are we going to beat you? It's a matter of are you going to beat us? Uh, really, all the the pressure is off of us at at this point, because we're not really fighting for anything in the form that you're in and the type of quality and talent that you guys have. You should be beating us at home, you know, so I think it's more about do you believe that you're gonna get the job done? Let's see. What' you guys saying? Newman says he would take it. Sean says, no way. Abdallah says 40 million for Pepe, you'd be lucky to get that. He's poor. Um, not sure I agree with that. I mean, from a, a rival's perspective, he's poor, but I also think Werner's poor, but you probably don't think Werner's poor. You know, you look at other people's players and, you know, they're just, you just cast them off. So I would understand why you would feel that way, but he's not poor. He just, he was never a $72 million player. And that's not his fault. Newman says Pepe has five goals to which were pens and one assist in the Premier League. Pathetic. Yeah. A lot of his goals have really come from like Europa League and lower level opposition, which is something that we need to take into consideration. You know, we're not always going to be playing against West Brom. Bowie the cat says maybe a player exchange for Pepe depends on what that player is. You know, I don't really like player exchanges because I don't really think they always come off. Right. You know, so it would just depend. But I mean, if, I mean, if, if you could go to Lyon and say, hey, do you want Pepe? And I'll take a wall. Would you take it? Anthony Soto says 40 sure sell. um, But I bet that's not on offer. Sean says Pepe isn't Arsenal's biggest problem with better players around him. He'll do great. I mean, that's something to consider. He's in a really poor side. So a lot of players don't perform well. I mean, Saka plays well, despite the team that he has around him. That's the reality. He's one of the only players that I've seen that really thrives in chaos. Um, So maybe Pepe is one of those that needs to be around better players. I also think that we have to consider the fact that maybe he's just not the right profile. And um, the way that I just, I, I, I think the way our title wants to play, I mean, it's hard to really know because we chopped and changed so much at the end of the season, but it seems like he wants to play this kind of slow, methodical, possession base. And when you play like that and naturally the other team sits back further and um, kind of absorbs pressure to beat you on the counter, there's not a lot of space for players like Pepe to play in behind and to find space behind the fullbacks. And I think Pepe thrives in space, you know, where he can get space and beat a man and, and go at speed when he's asked to kind of play these intricate five yard passes. That's not really his game. So if he's just not the right profile, it might be right to just get to just sell him purely based on that. Fidel says, absolutely not. He needs a competent fullback to unlock his true potential. He's constantly being doubled up. A quality fullback, taking a defender to leave him one on one is what he needs. I think he plays better with Cedric, for sure. I think we've seen that. And then every time he plays with Bellerin, it just doesn't work. Oslan says, no. There are other players that are on top of the transfer exit list before we even consider selling Pepe. We all know who they are. Jim says, I really like Pepe, but considering his game time, you can't afford to have 40 million sitting on the bench. AK says, I would not accept 40 million for Pepe. I believe he can live up to the price tag, um, not his. Not his fault that we paid $72 million and overpaid. Pepe can be really good for us, but our main issue is Arteta's robotics system. <laughs> uh, Gary says, $40 million for Pepe. Yes, he's gone. But like you said, do we trust Adu and Arteta to better the team with with a player for, for the long future? No more retirees, please. I mean, what did they do with the money that they got for for Emmy? You know, we sold Emmy, and what did we get for that? You know, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Haji said that was a bad bargain from the front from the front office. Seventy two million, but he's good, not great. No sell. We need to build a team. <laughs> um, let's see. Sean says if social media was around in 96 fans would have said, get rid of Burke. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think there's so many different factors, you know, the team that he's playing with, does the system suit him? All these types of things. It just depends. You know, Arteta said that he was going to get this um, significant amount of money or he was asked if he was going to get money for transfers. He he was asked that and um, he nodded, which <laughs> It's just like, okay, buddy, how much are you getting? You know, or are you just saying that? You know, um, so, I mean, if he's getting something, you know, and we can sell other players, then maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal to get, keep Pepe for another year. Um, he's been here under, he, he. you can't, it's hard to adapt when your team is like constantly in flux and there's no stability. And I think that that's the issue with the majority of our signings. That have come in in the last couple of years, they. This just the environment is not good for you to be able to just kind of like relax and adapt and all that kind of stuff. You're either being asked to save the team all by yourself, or you're being played in ways that don't really suit you. And um, no manager, I don't think that's been here at Arsenal has actually liked Pepe. Um, or like the type of player that he is, we know that Unai Emery didn't want him. That's not the player that he wanted, and Arteta d- didn't really seem sold on Pepe at the very beginning. So, look, uh, anything could happen. But he's not the first thing on my—he's not the first name on my transfer list, and he's not even really on it. But if you offered me 40 million for him, and it was really difficult to sell other players, I'd probably take it. But it just depends on what I'm going to get in return. You know, if I'm going to get some some BS, then no. You know, it just depends. I <laughs> Some of you guys, I'm just I, sometimes I don't know if you guys are being sarcastic or not. It's so funny. Um, Newman said, we got party with Emmy cash plus help from Cronky's debt renegotiation. Okay. So, because I, okay, I thought that party money came from, yeah, they basically took the the money out of the debt reserve or whatever, re put that money in and it was about 40 million. But, you know, somebody said that Thomas Party cost us 59 million and I didn't think it was that much. So I don't really know. But I mean, if that's how we got party, then that's how we got party. Hey, you know. But yeah. So let's do a couple of questions. You guys put some questions in the in the chat box and, and I'll answer them real quick because I think it's like, yeah. And you go on like 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes. So yeah, questions in the chat box. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. I'm gonna go back up because I think some of you guys had questions earlier. Let's see. I'm just gonna scroll up and by the time I scroll back down, there'll probably be questions there. I hope there are. Every time I ask for questions, (laughs) they don't come. (laughs) I don't know why you guys don't like asking questions. (laughs) Maybe if I put the banner up get your questions in now. Oh man. Um, (laughs) okay. Justin, um, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing fine. Um, what are we discussing? So we've already discussed, um, Joaquin Anderson, we're linked with Joachim Anderson and Dembele from Lyon. Both on they're both on loan at different clubs, but they're interested in both of them. Joachim Anderson is a is a center back, right side is center back. Um, and Dembele is a striker. So there's that. Um, 25 million is what would what it would take allegedly for us to get both of those players uh, separately. So 50 million altogether. And um they're two positions that I think most of us would probably feel like aren't really, um, uh, priority, but they may be pro- priority for Arteta. Um, so that leaves like Saliba and, and what he would, what minutes he would get, you know, next season probably would be a little bit less than we think they would be, or we would hope. And, um, if we brought in Dembele, I think that would mean that Baligan may go out on loan. So that's kind of what we talked about. We spoke about Bertrand on a free, not really that like shocking or surprising, um, and whether or not that would be a good backup for, for Tierney. And we also discussed if an offer of $40 million came in for Nicola Pepe, would you take it? Jim Housen, question. Who would I pick as Leno replacement? You guys have sold me on Onana. I know it's like, oh, well, he got the doping ban. I get that. I get that. I hear you. But he's, to me, like, he commands his box, which is something that I just – Leno just kills me when he just sits on the line and allows like Rob Holding to hop in front of him and head the ball out when he could just easily kind of catch that. Um, He's bigger than Leno. That's something that I liked about Emmy is that Emmy was more physically imposing. Leno is slight. He's a little bit slighter than the two of them. So I like that about him. Um, I also like that he plays on a team that usually dominates the game. So when he's asked to actually do his job, he's uh, he's aware enough to do it. I believe that will be a possession-based team that will have the majority of possession um, and we won't be getting battered all the time. So we need somebody who is, uh can concentrate and he's good with distribution. So that's who I would like, um, especially because now that he got his doping ban and all that, he'd probably be cheap. <laughs> um Yo-Yo says, should players be signed before the Euros or after? I mean, I don't think the players that we've been linked with are not going to be playing in the Euros. So I would imagine that they would be signed prior. You know, so if we're talking about a Bertrand, we could sign him like <laughs> we could get that done tomorrow. You know, so um, you would think about something like Basuma, you could sign him before the Euros. No problem. I don't think, like, if you wanted to get a wa, I don't think he's getting called up to the French national team so you could sign him as well. So it just depends. I mean, uh, if we're using it as something to kind of decide what players we want, I think that's a little bit risky. And I'm big on, like, you know how when the World Cup happens, whatever team wins, all their players get moves. Um, I think international competitions can sometimes be – uh, dis- can kind of deceive you into what kind of player this is. You look at somebody like Umtidi, Um or Langela, two players that were in the World Cup squad for France. Um Umtidi started next to Varane, and he got that big move to Barcelona from Lyon, which was kind of like he he was never that good. When you play in a team full of superstars like Mbappe and Pogba and Conte, um, you're gonna look better. So for me, I I wouldn't use the Euros as a place to decide, you know, um, I, I would use club football for that. So, um, if the players that we're looking for don't play in the euros, then I think we should sign them as soon as possible, get them, uh, adapted, bring them in, get them into preseason. But, um, if we're talking about recruitment through the euros, I would say stay away from that because I mean, look at somebody like Jaime, Jaime Rodriguez or Jaimez Rodriguez, somebody that was like good in like one world cup and has been basically living off of that for years. (laughs) like decade he's been living off of that um would I swap Pepe for Zaha no that I think the thing that to me about Zaha is that I think he got I mean he's been he's gotten a raw deal like from Crystal Palace they don't want to sell him for a reasonable amount I get that without him they'd probably be relegated but at the same time it's like you're just keeping him and keeping him and he's becoming less and less and less influential for their team over the years um the time to get him was probably like two seasons ago, probably when we got Pepe. It just seems like his mentality is not quite there for me. Um, he just seems to have like a lot. He's very defensive and you can just kind of tell that like something is not right there. And I don't think we need to bring in anybody else that may have a suspect mentality. So um, I wouldn't, I, I really, really wouldn't. Henrik says Basuma are going to be the big signing of the summer for Arsenal. I mean, I hope so. You guys know I'm Basuma FC all day, every day. Um, Full on propaganda here. If you want to be a part of the Basuma fan club, I am accepting applications now. Let's see. Um, Adam asks, who's a realistic midfield target if Basuma doesn't work out? Not sure. I'm still numbers. Sumare. you know, they're saying that um, Leicester is trying to get that deal done, but there are other teams that are involved in that and trying to. Um, get involved in that deal because he's going to be about uh, 25 million or something. And I think he's a similar profile, but younger, obviously he's somebody that we need to be patient with because he's coming from the French league and he's younger. But um, I agree with you that I'm not sold on Burge. He's been out for like four months or so, I think with like an injury. And even though I think he'd be cheaper and he's Premier League proven, I'm just, I don't know about him. Like, I just, I'm not sure. Like I'm looking at him and I'm just like, I think you could be good, but I'm not quite sure. You know, so I would say Sumaria if we could get our a bid in for that. Um, Deb says, what would our objectives realistically look like for next season with no Europe? Sixth place, solidified. Um, very, I would say fifth place, you know, at the very least by in December. I think by November, you know, there's that time in November where you start looking at the manager like, okay, are we going to... Are we going to keep keep him or not? And then you wait until December and you sack him. I think our objectives has to be, um, well, one, let's just start with just overall, like, or more micro. Uh, we need to create more chances and we need to be more clinical. Those are two things that I think for sure, I mean, I think we have solidified our defense to a point where it's okay, but we need to score more goals. Like our goal scoring record has been atrocious and our home record is it's just, un, it's un, it, that is just so unacceptable for Arsenal to to have like won like four games at home in like a certain amount of games. This just not good, you know? So for me, I would like to see um, my objectives from the very beginning would be a type of a style of play, a system and a formation that we stick with, a starting lineup that I can predict on a regular basis, more chances created, more goals scored, Um, and I, I would say that we need to be beating the lower level teams. I I know that that's like, we are a lower level team now, but we're really not teams like Burnley. We should be putting them away, Brighton teams like that, Wolves. Um, and then ultimately I would like to feel like we are at least fifth place-ish, you know, not in seventh. And if we win two or three games, we could be in fifth. No, in fifth, like at the very least, in December. Um, And by the end of the season, we definitely need to be at least in fifth, I would say, because even sixth at that point, like we have to think about the way that the season is going to start. There's going to be a lot of teams that are – they're not going to be ready to start the season because of the Euros. Um, They're going to have big players missing. Think about some – like a team like – like Manchester United, they're going to have Bruno Fernandes, Maguire, Rashford, all the like their main players. If they get Sancho, Sancho will be gone. So those players are going to have they're going to come into the season a lot slower. They're not going to have their players ready for preseason. So some of the bigger teams are going to be a little bit. They're going to be a little bit disorganized to start the season. We're not going to have that. We don't have any. We have like what, Uh, Xhaka, who's going to be playing in the Euros? Who else? Who else? Maybe Saka if he gets if he gets a, a spot. Uh, I'm having a hard time think. You guys, I don't think we burn Leno if he's still our goalkeeper. So that's something that we have to take advantage of. So for me, I think with all the factors being considered, not being in Europe, needing to be one of the better teams, and other teams having so many players out for the Euros and inevitably starting the season without maybe their strongest team, we need to be up towards the top like securely in the beginning of the season in January, we need to kind of know what we're doing. Like we can't be, Oh, we need to win. Like if we win like two or three games, here we are, we'll be, we'll be competing for six. No, if that's the case, then we need to move on and do something else. Hey, Joe, how are you? Do I have any Caribbean heritage? Not to my knowledge. No. Um, um, I think We have, like, Nigerian heritage, you know, but I'm African American, you know, I don't have any, like, none of my family is, like, from any of the islands or Africa, like, closely, if that makes sense. Like, we are, we would say we are um, African American. If Lengalee didn't go to the World Cup, then I then I was wrong about that. But I could have sworn he was in the team. If he wasn't, then he just got a big move for no reason. <laughs> um, Let's see. Let's see. Yo-Yo asks, ignoring injuries, where did Arsenal squad rank in the Premier League at the start of the season? Also, where did Arteta rank amongst the managers? I mean... Some people were saying that we should have been um, fighting for top four. I didn't really feel that. I thought after the – if I looked at the squad after the transfer window and I thought we would be about eighth to tenth. Um, I think if we performed better, if we performed to the best of our abilities, which we rarely ever do, we could have been in sixth. But I think we didn't really know what – how Arteta ranked with the managers. (laughs) Uh, That's a hard question to answer, but I think without the injuries and the way that Arsenal squad looked at the beginning of the season, I would say that we were, depending on how we perform, maybe sixth to eighth. I'm a little bit more pessimistic. I thought we were an eighth place to 10th place team just because um, I don't rate a lot of these players. I'm just going to say that. I see this a lot, this um, this African Cup of Nations just kind of um, uh, de- decimating our season. But the reality is it's going to be like in January or something like that. So um, or it's like, is it in December? Hold on. Let me look. If you guys know, let me know. African Cup of Nations is going to start. What is it, February? Oh, January 9th. You guys, by the way, my birthday is on January 10th. Don't forget. No, I'm just kidding. You guys don't care. (laughs) Okay, so um, it starts in January. So here's my thing is I get that. So we're going to, if we had all these players that are going to be in the African Cup of Nations, like even like (laughs) Elneny, I know we don't rate him, but that would leave us a little like thin, right? By the time January comes around, if... I just feel like if we get out of the gates, we should be good. And if we don't have them for a month, our whole season shouldn't capitulate because of that. And I don't really believe in recruiting based around a tournament that comes every so often for just a certain point of the year. You know, that's just me. So if Basuma's the guy, I'm going to get him regardless. I'm not going to get him because he's African and he'll be out for a month. That's just not me um you have september, october, november and december that's 4 months to solidify your spot before they leave and some of them will be back before you know it <laughs> because their their countries are not going to do well in that in that uh competition so um yeah i get i get the it's something to be worried about but hey i'm i'm not too worried about it to be honest oh yeah tierney he'll be in the euros yeah that's another one um but that's a, even that's a big reason why we need to go ahead and get a um a a cover for him right yeah it's in january (laughs) fishing for birthday gifts (laughs) i'm not fishing for birthday gifts but i mean who doesn't love to be like you know somebody say happy birthday (laughs) just letting you guys know sorry (laughs) i know um MTS says, talk of Zachariah for Xhaka, your thoughts. I think he's a good player. I mean, he's he's another one of those, right, that could probably play that same position and play in that CDM role. But um, I don't think he's as good as Basuma. Um, if we got him, I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, you know, because it's a similar profile. And some of these players, it just depends, you know, because you can look at Angisa, he's also good. It just depends on – I think when you have Premier League-proven players to a certain extent, you tick off a box of adaptation that you don't really get to do if players come from other leagues. and That's just me, you know, so I would prefer Basuma. But if we got Zachariah, it wouldn't kill me because he's the right profile, you know? (laughs) It's not my birthday day, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, Adam asked, where do I land on Odegaard at this point? I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what Arteta has kind of seen in practice from him because we haven't seen that much. I think we've seen glimpses, but we also saw glimpses from Ceballos, and I'm not saying that Odegaard and Ceballos are the same player. I'm just saying when a player comes in and they – they have a lot of hype around them. Sometimes we want to see things that we don't really see. And up until this point, I think what we've actually seen is a player that has a lot of talent, but is not really performing to the level of his hype or his price tag. So 40 to 50 million for Odegaard at this point would seem silly, just considering what we could get for somebody with a little bit more proven talent, like maybe somebody like Emmy Wendia. And I think the way that we play, doesn't suit him if we want to go to a three in the midfield. If you if if you're planning on playing like Basuma and Party in a two and a pivot, and then you want to play a ten, but I think that limits you a little bit more than if you just go to a three in midfield. If you go to a three in midfield, I think you you would do better with an Owah or a Buendia if you wanted to stick him in the midfield. I don't know, but just for me, I haven't seen enough from Odegaard to want to buy him permanently for forty to fifty million maybe for 25, but I don't think they'd let him go for that. And then I have questions of whether they're actually willing to sell him. Looking at Modric, I think they maybe want to keep him. So, hey, you know, um, I'm not as hot on Odegaard as I was in the beginning. I still believe in his talent, and I still think he's going to be something special if he can get some some run of games somewhere, but eh, I don't really know. I don't really know. Right. Um, <laughs> a media journal has mentioned Grealish could be available for Arsenal as United is focusing on Sancho. Look, look, you guys, Grealish FC all day long. Love him. think he's a, a wonderful player and I think he would improve us. Um, I don't actually believe in the whole, um, uh, killing the path or, you know, um, blocking the path of certain players. I don't think Grealish would do that. I think he's the perfect age range. And because I don't actually think we need a striker, I think improving our forward situations on the left and the right side would be good. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Bakayo on the right, Grealish on the left, and a bombing down the middle? Um, I think that would solve a lot of problems. But would we go all out for him? I don't know. You know, I I don't know. I think you're you're not getting Grealish for anything less than 80 million. Um, And it's not like I don't don't really buy into the whole like, would he want to come to Arsenal? Of course he would. Um, Of course he would. Of course he would. Especially because I don't think Aston Villa is going to be getting any sort of European football, are they? You know, so um, I think I would like Grealish, but I'm not sure if Arsenal have the balls to go get him you know, that would take huge balls to go get Grealish. <laughs> it would. Um, you guys make sure you uh, you lightly tap the likes and you subscribe to the channel. Um, I'm going to be all in your faces all summer long. What could be better? You know, so um, unless you want to go on vacation or something like that because you've been cooped up. But um, Arsenal Transfer News, I'm going to have some really good shows coming up in the summer. A lot of them. Um, those uh call-in shows that you guys really like we're gonna be doing those on a daily basis so yeah make sure you guys like that video and subscribe to the channel um and share the video so let's end with this what is my dream window and you guys know I have it in my phone you guys know I have it in my phone because I'm obsessed I know I need help all right so um I would say dream window would be maybe more like um let's see yeah, no more smashing the likes, exactly. So um Basuma, uh Emerson Royale, I like him from Batess. I think that's the type of right back that I would want to bring in. Um at this point, probably Grealish. Um I would like him. If um, we're talking dream, we're talking dreams and awah. That's what I would go with. Um two midfielders, somebody to improve us up top, and a right back. Um, and Bertrand on a free or something like that. That that would be that would be me. But that's a dream, you know. I know everybody's gonna be like, we'll never get that. I know, I know, I know. But hey, that's just me. Haji says the dog isn't barking anymore. That's weird. She's over it. She's she's just over it. <laughs> she's over it now. All right, you guys. Um, that's gonna be it for the video. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. You know, videos always just kind of go into a live Q and a, but I think that that's what you guys like. So we'll just keep doing it like that. You know, um, tomorrow probably let's see what time is our game tomorrow. So you guys, that's just how I just cannot. Okay. So I can, I'll probably do, I'll do a, a live stream before the game, uh, for the preview. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a, a preview for the Chelsea game tomorrow. Um, before the game starts and, um, instant reaction immediately following the game whoop-de-doo playing chelsea tomorrow sounds great um but i'll talk to you guys soon and um like the video subscribe to the channel and yeah talk to you guys tomorrow bye